Hello and greetings everyone. I'm Nyla and I want to thank you for tuning in. This is Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, proactive ways you can protect our planet and more. This episode topic is all about Honolulu's new powerful law to ban plastic pollution. Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, review Greener Thoughts, and also share Greener Thoughts. These actions will, of course, help Greener Thoughts grow. You can send your voice message by going to anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts podcast forward slash message or send your email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Alright, so there aren't any episode announcements for right now, so I'm going to start with our first segment in other news. In other news is just a quick dose of what's happening in today's world. And so the first headline is all about this koala that recently passed because of the Australian wildfires. So koala that rocketed to international fame after wildfire rescue dies. You can find out more about that news story on HuffPost, aka Huffington Post, in the environment section. And so there was this uh, koala bear uh, named Ellen Burrow Lewis, and it was recently put to sleep at the uh, Port uh, Macquarie uh, Koala Hospital, which I didn't even know koala hospitals specifically existed. Um, you know, just to know about that. Um, But he died of his injuries um, because they were really, you know, too severe. And he was really affected by the burns um, of the wildfire that took place. And so, you know, his burns just didn't really continue to, you know, get well. And unfortunately, he had to be put to sleep. Um, So um, what happened was the death happened in late November and Recently, there have been a ton of Australian bushfires. You know, maybe the Australian um, Green of Thoughts listeners out there, you know, you know what's happening to your country. Um, And, you know, a lot of acres have been burned already, about 2.5 million um, acres on the east coast of Australia thus far. And then um, there was some other terrible news, too, because south of the hospital, the koala hospital I mentioned um, they had a fire uh, near there, near south of the hospital, um, that killed, you know, 350-plus um, koalas. So that's a lot of koalas. So this, these wildfires are really, you know, taking over and um, doing some damage on um, the Australian uh, background, you know, with all the uh, uh, damage that's there. And then uh, the second headline is all about... Uh, babies and uh, heat so the connection there so sweltering heat means uh, 25,000 more babies are born early every year yes you can find out more about the information on grist.org g-r-i-s-t 
So there was a study that was published recently, um, early this uh, December, and it's in the Journal of uh, Nature Climate Change. And the study uh, had data um, from 56 million uh, births in the U.S. uh, going all the way back from 1969 to 1988. So some gap of difference there. And then the study found that 25,000 babies were being born every year, you know, super early because of uncontrollable uh, hot weather. So when the weather gets extremely hot, this climate change has been going on and it progressed as, um, you know, very rapidly from 1969 to 1988, all those births were uh, tracked and each year 25,000 were born a little bit earlier. And you may not think that that's, you know, too much, um, you know, cause for stir or something to worry about. But the effects of uh, births um, that, you know, happen to be even a few weeks early or so, a week or two, um, is definitely cause for concern. Because there are several effects that can happen. And one of them is that the babies are more likely to develop uh, respiratory issues. Um, another one, a second um, effect is that uh, the babies are going to have higher blood pressure. Um, and then thirdly, uh, they're going to have uh, neurological conditions, you know, of, you know, that range of spectrum. And then lastly, number four um, is that the damage from that heat exposure early on is going to continue into uh, adulthood as far as damage being done. Then uh, the third and last headline is about the amount of people who have fled their homes because of climate change. So 20 million people have fled their houses and their homes because of climate chaos since 2008, Oxfam uh, reports. So you can find out more about that story on HuffPost, aka Huffington Post, in the environment section as well. And there was a recent um, Oxfam study that examined the number, the count of people um, that were physically displaced from their homes, so from their homes and their home countries um, because of the reason of uh, climate-fueled disasters. So what's happening um, in different places around the world, they're affected severely by climate change. This is, um, you know, the importance of this news headline here. And they studied and tracked um, who was displaced from their homes from the year 2008 to the year uh, 2018. And the study found that people were three times more likely to be displaced uh, by uh, events like cyclones and floods um, or even fires than um, things like conflicts um, alone, you know, the conflicts in their home countries. So the... News for this episode mainly comes from treehugger.com, one of my favorite sources for all things environmental news. You all know this. I I do discuss a fair amount of uh, headlines and topics from them, and they're a great inspiration, um, really great news and content and all types of other things. And so I want to talk about this amazing new law that uh, Honolulu is, you know, having and we are, you know, just amazed in the environmental community. So the reasons for this episode, I think is really great because I think to me, this news is really, you know, exciting and it's fresh. 
um, because it's highlighting plastic pollution in a way that it needs to be talked about. And specifically, uh, plastic packaging, uh, and especially single-use plastic, um, because it's, you know, one of the worst um, plastics out there. Um, So things like uh, takeout containers and straws, uh, plastic bottles that don't have a recycling home or, you know, no one takes the time to, you know, try and recycle, especially if they're out and about. Um, Some people just aren't going to come home and try and recycle their recyclables, that sort of thing. So... Um, There are other states that have also um, created uh, laws around banning things like styrofoam uh, containers. So Maine, um, I did a previous podcast about um, some time ago, a few months back, uh, Maryland, my home state, um, and, you know, where I live, that also has a huge ban uh, on styrofoam. And so those are big steps forward as well. Um, but even though Honolulu is just an island, um, a part of Hawaii, you know, it's still, even though it's not a whole region, um, it does have a severe um, place when it comes to um, infect, affecting change because there's a lot of plastic use and pollution around um, Honolulu because it's one of the main uh, places or most populated places in Hawaii. So, you know, there's some severe um, you know, levels of ocean litter and trash there and plastic use. So I think it's really important that this law came about now um, for Honolulu and Hawaii. So um, it's really amazing. It's a powerful law. So kudos to Hawaii. So I want to start off with um, just giving you a little bit more information about the bill. So I entitled this Um, piece here, uh, Honolulu Heaves, uh, Plastic Packaging and uh, Plastic uh, Utensils. Um, So it's going to be really amazing to just, you know, learn about what this bill is about. So we're going to start off with what is this bill about? So the island of Honolulu, it passed recently one of the most strictest, most stringest, stringiest, um, or stringent, I should say, um, uh, plastic uh, laws, the most strictest plastic um, single-use uh, type of bans in the whole country, in the U.S. So um, it kind of is on the heels of when, um, back in 2015, um, there was the um, their plastic bag ban that was done. Amazing success of that. Um, but now the Honolulu uh, City Council actually voted 7 to 2, um, on Bill uh, 40, um, in early December, they voted to ban um, all types of uh, the different uh, plastic packaging. So that goes specifically, number one, for food and uh, beverages in beverage containers and polystyrene uh, containers. Uh, with also those uh, that happen to have disposable utensils, plastic straws. Um, the next, I want to get into um, the second part, which is the concerns for small business owners and some amendments to uh, the bill. Uh, so, you know, there's always going to be opposition in some way, especially politically, to things that people just don't agree with. And one of the things that is a cause for concern amongst the local community is those who are local restaurant owners and grocery store owners. They actually hate the bill, you know, not surprisingly. 
Um, and so they believe that a major issue um, to uh, the bill and in, in plastic use and everything is that one, um, it's going to be more ex- expensive to try and have plastic-free packaging options and alternatives, or that um, number two, somehow um, getting rid of plastic uh, somehow impacts food safety, which I personally don't believe because um, you know we've been eating food as humans for thousands of years, and plastic was around. Um, you know, just within the last, you know, 100 years. So we've been getting fine, uh, you know, long enough, uh, keeping our food safe, and we don't need packaging of plastic to you know, necessarily keep us safe. I just don't believe that. Um, but they do somehow. But the bill um, has a few ex- exemptions. So things that will fall outside of the scope of the bill. Um, so some of the following uh, packaged items they won't really apply so they'll still be able to be used Um, so things like um, subi wraps um, which i never heard of before uh, m-u-s-u-b-i pretty cool name Um, chip bags bread bags um, ice bags so where you get your ice from um, you know gas stations and and the like Um, and then also Uh, plastic bags for things like veggies so if you're going to a store in Hawaii something like um, you know you're getting your vegetables from a grocery store supermarket the baggies for um, vegetables um, ground coffee and then um, things like uh, meat and fish raw and newspapers all those uh, baggies and those plastic components there are exempt from the bill Next and lastly, I want to get into um, those who could end up paying up with a stiff fine and then some of the effect dates of the ban. So because there are stipulations to the ban, as in like not following the rules, a pretty hefty sum that you're going to have to pay if you're non-compliant with the bill is that there's going to be, or if you're in violation of the, the bill and the ban, Um, It's going to carry $1,000 per day. Yes, you're going to have to pay $1,000 per day if you are not complying with the ban. And then, um, you know, there's going to be some uh, exemptions for, um, you know, those who don't or cannot find non-plastic alternatives. Um, You know, you're not going to be penalized. Um, but again, there's ex- exemptions that don't really apply to uh, the ban. And then there is if you somehow cannot find alternatives, but, you know, I don't know if they're going to give, um, you know, supermarkets and um, grocery store owners, restaurant owners, etc., um, a list of maybe alternatives that they can use or something better or maybe give them a grace period before they find them if they're in violation of the ban. I'm not sure. Um, as far as when the legislation will take effect, it'll come out in phases, which is, you know, pretty you know different, I think, um, for a ban. Um, and so the polystyrene uh, foam, so the expanded or the styrofoam kind of component, uh, will be banned first in uh, 2021, and then uh, the, the disposable uh, plastic um, will be uh, banned. So the utensils and everything like that will be banned in the year 2022. Uh, to me, this is a 
wonderful environmental win for Hawaii. And I think it's such an amazing feat because Hawaii is such a green space, a beautiful place. And for them to put their foot down and say, we're not going to tolerate having this disgusting, expanded polystyrene, these containers and in these disposable plastics around uh, single use ones, we're just not going to tolerate it is wonderful to hear. And I'm glad that it's one of the states to go ahead and ban things like styrofoam, to ban disposable uh, single-use type of plastics. I'm I'm so excited and I'm I'm so like proud that the U.S. is going ahead and it's doing its part and it's saying, you know what, we don't want plastics anymore, and we're going to do something about it. And they're not one of the only states to have done so, but you know, at that level. You know, in that city, in Honolulu, they are making change happen. I'm so proud. All my uh, Hawaiian listen listeners, all those out there, just you're doing amazing stuff. So kudos to you. Very, very much um, big applause there. Um, when it comes to, you know, things like single-use plastics, they really do contribute to climate change. And it's not just because of the waste problem, but it's a huge factor but also the greenhouse gas emissions part, you know, that's huge. You know, from the make and manufacture of the plastic and the transportation and distribution to get it to you, there's also things like the waste component, which is pretty heavy because 85% um, of the trash that's found in beaches and waterways and lakes and streams, uh, they have a uh, plastic, you know, on them, in them. And I think that banning um, plastic, especially that 85% that's out there, that's the problem in the waste stream, uh, that would lead to easier cleanup. You know, think about it. If 85% of something was eliminated, that would leave, you know, room for, you know, the other portion, the other, the other chunk, the other 15% of waste that we have to deal with. And, you know, that 85% is in vulnerable areas, places that are near coastlines, beaches, um, places that are like highways because there's still plastic and, and other types of debris on highways. And yeah, a lot of it is plastic. Cigarette buds, plastic bags, you name it, it's out there. Um, one of the um, biggest estimates um, as far as plastic pollution is 19 billion pounds. That's about 34 times the size of Manhattan, um, the HuffPost reported. And they use that uh, figure from the Jambag Research Group. And it's a woman who uh, happens to be an environmental engineer. Um, and she has a piece, a study entitled uh, Plastic Waste Input uh, Inputs from Land into the Ocean. Really good stuff there. And um, it's research from 2015. And it's actually published in... Uh, the journal Science, and I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes. Um, amazing stuff because it really gets to the root um, and data-wise why pl plastic pollution is the way it is, you know, how it got to be that way, and really uh, talks about the numbers uh, factor there uh, when it comes to plastic pollution on the land and uh, to the oceans. Um, I do uh, want to know what other um, islands of Hawaii have other or similar laws um, if they tend to or want to go ahead and fall in line and 
you know, do what Honolulu is doing and, and change, you know, their processes of how they implement, you know, waste, especially around plastic waste. I really want to see uh, what this law will do for uh, the rest of Hawaii or if they have their own type of uh, laws, especially, you know, local laws, city laws at that level. Um, and then, you know, maybe having um, just a consensus amongst um, the other states and having other laws, uh, state laws, you know, maybe even implemented, you know, one day, maybe at the federal level, just having all states, you know, ban single use plastic and then phasing it to getting rid of plastic altogether. For me, I think that, that would totally um, anger the plastics uh, industry that it is, but I don't care. They need to be stopped. It's the time now. And a lot of states, a lot of places, you know, cities um, at the local level, they're, you know, they're making change and they're doing things. And it's all because of the people that live there, those who are affected um, because of the waste that's happening and they see it and they know that they don't want it in their communities. I don't blame them. And so they're going ahead and they're doing something about it and they're banning uh, single-use plastic and plastic pollution uh, from where they are. Um, I do know that there are alternatives to single-use plastic uh, wear in containers because I did talk about it um, on a previous podcast uh, not too long ago, um, you know, just talking about replacements to what you may not be used to. So, you know, things like um, the bendable types of different straws. Uh, there are several different uh, episodes and, and podcast episodes that I've done about plastic waste, you know, preventing it and tons of Mother Earth Minutes in each one uh, so that you can, you know, reduce and eliminate your plastic use and consumption there. Um, I have fun every time that I talk about um, all those episodes because I, I hate the use of plastic because it gets everywhere and some of this plastic out there just isn't recyclable and then depending on where you live um, especially locally there are different laws um, you know about which plastics are acceptable and everything and, and conditions um, are acceptable you know in your local uh, MRF your materials recycling facility so um, that is uh, really important to know that not all plastics are treated the same um, there's a lot of people you know, who know this personally. Um, last thing I want to talk about, um, again, just is that with the plastic pollution um, problem that's going on, it can totally be reformulated and reformed because the 85%, you know, the chunk of uh, waste and plastic that we find in our beaches and waterways, that's a huge chunk. And most of it's single-use plastic. So the issue, you know, really is that we... You know, must get rid of that 85% of plastic, that overuse, that overconsumption, that buying of single-use plastic that we don't need. And so we can try to really stamp out and end that issue as long as we get rid of that issue with that plastic. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. 
One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the show notes of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and as always save Mother Earth. The message for this Mother Earth Minutes is a quick fact. So of all the plastic produced since 1950, about 8.3 billion tons or about 9% has ever been recycled. And steelstraws.in, they were the ones that had that fact. Um, I think one of the first tips um, I have is just to, you know, just inform yourself. Um, And I have a few infographic links that I'll go ahead and share um, in the show notes about. You know, I love infographics, you know, using data and just being a visual creature, I do love things in a concise form. And then there's always the sources at the bottom or within the infographic that you can check out for more. So I didn't want to inundate anybody or overload uh, you with tons of uh, info when it comes to infographics because the links can get kind of numerous. But I did have a few that caught my eye. Uh, maybe one day I'll expand upon the infographics of plastic pollution and data out there, and I'll probably have maybe a bigger list um, of infographics. But um, the main ones I have is one from plasticoceans.org and then from uh, steelstraws.in or IN, and it has uh, nine uh, plastic pollution facts um, on that site, and then the plastic oceans. Um, org site has a great a length of um, different ways that plastic you know affects you and then some tips about how to you know sort of reduce your plastic pollution that you uh, put out in the environment then the uh, second and last uh, tip is uh, to listen to my previous podcast episodes about uh, plastic waste and uh, pollution so I have tons of different ones that I've done um, you know, just, you know, a couple handfuls of different, um, you know, numbers as far as the, as how many I've done about plastic pollution. So one of my more recent ones um, was from um, November 21st, 2019, uh, the, the 10 top techniques to recycle, uh, really great information there. I do I consider myself an average recycler. A crazy composter I love to compost and so I had fun um, with the techniques to you know recycle better and more efficiently um, the giveaway for that has since closed and uh, my other uh, podcast is sort of related as well is um, the microplastics and melting sea ice um, podcast episode I did and I did that one on uh, September 26th um, 2019 uh, that one was a lot of information packed there because microplastics um, is apparent to a lot of people, especially those who live near the beach and they see it, you know, animals eat it and it's just horrendous because it's so, um, so much everywhere, you know, especially those who live on the beach and live uh, on the edges, uh, especially like in Maryland, there are places where there are beaches, there are places where you are near water, and if you know there's a ton of pollution there, you can see it in the microplastics on the beach. 
Um, and then uh, the third um, podcast that I did about plastic and about plastic pollution and everything is um, the episode from um, August 22nd, um, uh, 2019. It's the uh, the most littered plastic item on the planet, that episode. Um, and you probably won't guess what it is, but you have to listen, of course, to that episode to find out what it is. And then the uh, fourth um, episode I did about plastics was the Plastics Not Posh episode from uh, August um, 4th, uh, 2019. And it was about England um, and their uh, use and how it's you know kind of going down and everything. And then um, then the other episodes, one of them is the Trashy Trends um, podcast episode, and that was from July the 11th, uh, 2019. And then the uh, Mountains of Plastic Mess in Malaysia and Vows of How to End Them, um, that episode is from May the 30th, 2019. And then the last two, um, one about uh, Maine, uh, entitled Another Environmental Win for Maine for a state to ban styrofoam containers plus new prize giveaway um, that was from May uh, the 5th, 2019, and that giveaway has also since closed. And then last but not least, the podcast episode I did, um, The Cost We Cannot Afford, $2.5 billion, uh, yearly because of ocean plastic plus new prize giveaway. Uh, that a giveaway for that podcast episode has since closed also and uh, that a podcast episode was from uh, April uh, 11th 2019. The eco-fact of the day is that Clitarchus hokeri, a species of stick insect that migrated to the UK from New Zealand more than seven decades ago, has evolved into an all-female matriarchy that reproduces asexually. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the November-December 2019 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. All right, everyone, we've come to the Eco Company Spotlight, one of the greatest features, I think, within Greener Thoughts as a whole. And I want to talk to you about an amazing company uh, that I know of and had fun researching and, you know, just learning so much about. Um, if you, by chance, would love for me to review your environmentally related product or service, you can go ahead and let me know by emailing Greener Thoughts or also sending a voice message to me. 
Since February 2019, I've been reviewing tons of companies, all types of eco companies out there, those doing great for the planet, uh, giving back, B corporations, fair trade companies, uh, those who give up their time, community service, just tons of uh, great benefits uh, for our planet and for ourselves. And one of the recent companies I want to talk about is called Bees Wrap. The company is amazing because Bees Wrap is a certified bee corp, giving you a beautiful solution to store your food. Bees Wrap is made with organic cotton, beeswax, beeswax, organic jojoba oil, and also tree resin. Bees Wrap is washable, reusable, and also compostable. And Bees Wrap was founded by Sarah uh, Kayek, and she's from Vermont, and she wanted to go ahead and eliminate the problem of plastic wrap uh, for her family. And so in 2012, she actually created Bees Wrap, uh, and it was born. As far as the product selection of uh, Bees Wrap, it has a ton of different uh, options available. It has uh, a, a new uh, drying rack. It has three pack uh, type uh, product with the Bees Wrap. It has variety packs, so there's tons of different options there. It also has a sandwich, uh, bread, singles, and also specialty wraps. Now, as far as the press for Bees Wrap, they've been uh, featured in a ton of notable pu publications uh, such as uh, Bee Culture, the Boston Globe, um, and also Eating Well, Food and Wine, HuffPost, O, the Oprah Magazine, uh, Real Simple, Red Book, The Strategist, uh, Women's Health, and more. They were also featured on BuzzFeed in one of their latest videos. Now, regarding my experience of Bees Wrap, I'll actually be talking about it a bit more soon because I said that I would be purchasing uh, Bees Wrap in um, you know preparation before the new year and you know having that use there i can't wait it's gonna be a great uh, item to have and i can't wait to talk more about it but i want to let you know all know to you know have that um you know in the back of your minds that yep this will be uh, talked about a bit more and i cannot wait so i haven't bought it yet but i'm giving you all the details about it and i cannot wait to uh, talk more about it when i get my hands on it so when it comes to Bees Wrap, you can go ahead and find it online at www.beeswrap.com. And they're also available where you can find out more of where to buy Bees Wrap on their online locator on the website. You have to click under customer care and then click where to buy. And then uh, also uh, Bees Wrap is also available in tons of places in store um, across the country where available also. Bees Wrap is on the following social media platforms uh, of Facebook at Bees Wrap, B-E-E um, apostrophe S Wrap. And then Instagram, Bees Wrap, all lowercase, all one word. LinkedIn, uh, Bees Wrap. Uh, Instagram at Bees Wrap. Uh, Twitter at Bees Wrap, uh, same thing as the Instagram handle, Bees Wrap, all lowercase, one word. And then also on YouTube at Bees Wrap. To contact 
Bees Rap. You can go to the website, uh, www.beesrap.com forward slash pages forward slash contact to email them or to fill out their contact form. So I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to Greener Thoughts, this podcast episode. You can definitely share Greener Thoughts and, you know, you can share this episode, especially if you hate plastic pollution. I know I do. If you know someone who lives near a beach, always picks up uh, plastic and trash wherever they go, maybe who lives uh, in a place that is inundated and has tons of different trash around, or if you just want to share the message of Greener Thoughts and this episode, you can definitely do so. You know, maybe you know someone who lives or vacations a lot in Hawaii and sees the problem of plastic pollution. Share this episode with them. You know, maybe they're on uh, one of the other uh, islands of Hawaii. Maybe they're not near Honolulu and they haven't heard about the news. You could definitely share this with them. And I bet you they'd love to, uh, you know, receive this news and to get this news. So... Uh, thank you all for listening to Green Thoughts. It really means the world all the time. Uh, you can always go ahead and review Green Thoughts. It really means a lot, especially uh, getting eyes to Green Thoughts, you know, as Green Thoughts continues to grow and grow and uh, do amazing things. Uh, it just means amazing uh, things to go ahead and talk about, you know, what I talk about and to get that reach there. And have people, you know, do things that matter and do things that, you know, create positive, um, you know, actions out in the world, you know, when it comes to the environment. So you all take care until next time for another podcast episode coming up soon. But until then, you all take care. Bye. Bye.